Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 80. I'm your host, Brian. My co-host tonight, Mac. Hello, everyone. And Ian. Good evening, everybody. <clears throat> How are you doing this evening? Yeah, you seriously vamped that, didn't you, Ian? Yeah, I get more airtime. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? You need more airtime? Yep. Shut up. <laughs> All right, so well, let's do announcements real quick. Uh, you can find them on our webpage at uh, amateurskeptics.com. That was pretty quick. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So <laughs> what's everybody doing? Uh, we're doing flood recovery over here. Flood re- again? Are you, is this ever going to stop? Uh, what happened this time was that the main line clogged and water came down from upstairs into the main line. And because it didn't have, didn't have anywhere to go, it tried to equalize pressure by coming up through our sink and tried to essentially flow out over the sink and fill the apartment up to the level of the sink. But fortunately, it did not get that opportunity. There wasn't enough water to actually equalize the pressure and flow up to the level of the sink, because that would have been uncomfortable. Well, Because the sink is like three feet off the ground or four feet off the ground. It's just that you seem to have reoccurring flooding issues. Yeah, it's a basement apartment. <clears throat> yes, but you live on a hill. Yes, it's not like this water was following the path of least resistance. Yeah, well, you're not. It's not like you're below a water table or you know something like that. These these are like foundation issues. You know, I've never seen a water table. I don't know what you do to eat off of one. I, I imagine it would stay clean though. You need to get out to some um, daycare centers. I've seen. Yeah, they of- have they have water tables. Okay, I'll check that out. Although not actually having human children would make it a little weird for me to go to a daycare center. Yeah, actually, that would be creepy. Yeah, which, you know, is not a deal-breaker for me. No. <laughs> and what's going creepy on with you, Ian? is not a deal-breaker. <laughs> eh, not too much here. Same old, same old. Family stuff, keeping busy. Yeah. Getting ready. We've got Anomaly Con, Steampunk Convention at the end of this month. We're looking forward to that. Yeah, Anomaly Con. Okay. We're going to, um, uh, to uh, the Comic-Con with you. Yeah, that'll be in the summer. That'll be a blast. If, yeah, if even half the people that are telling us they plan on going show up, we're going to have a big crowd to hang out with there. Yeah. Well, we bought tickets, so cool. Yeah. So we're definitely on our go. We we paid oh. our dues. Well, are you been keeping up with everyone who's showing up? No. Uh, check it out. They keep adding to the lineup. Um, Aaron Gray, I think, is one of the latest from Battle uh, from Buck Rogers. Remember her? Yep. Oh, now. I'll never forget her. <laughs> I'll bet she doesn't look the same anymore. No. She's she, still for she, her age. She, she had pretty good bone structure. She's kept her look because she's now doing the Guild. I don't know if you guys, Felisa Day's um, web series, The Guild. It's hysterical. I highly recommend it. And Felisa Day will be there as well. Okay. But Erin Gray has a role in that, and she has really kept her um, figure. Really, you know, she's still, for her age, definitely, she's attractive. All right. So that'll be fun. <laughs> well, you know who else has kept her figure? Linda Carter's kept her figure pretty well. Yes. Yeah. You know, talking of of people from the same era, I haven't seen Catherine Bach in quite some time. So So this is the men's amateur skeptic show this evening, clearly. Yes, which, you know, we used to have that, actually. Well, once upon a time. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly Kimberly declined to join us tonight because she doesn't like to talk about guns. No, that's not true at all. (laughs) She does like to talk about guns? That's not why. She She had a schedule change. That is not true. That's okay. She can take up the fact that I'm telling lies. Yeah. I also got one of the most incredibly uplifting rejection letters ever for one of my stories. Oh, really? 
It's a, uh, uh, the story is called Of Gods and Zombies. It's my first try at a zombie story. But I, uh, okay. This is almost an amazingly good story. The premise, characters, and dialogue are brilliant. The major shortcoming of the story is the combat sequences. And that was a rejection letter. I'm like, that's pretty good because those are the hardest to write. I mean, if you er, combat sequences in a lot of books suck. Well, yeah. A lot of times the combat sequences you get, you know, the the writer doesn't really have the visualization of the combat sequence. I, Ian, I would go out and fight some zombies <laughs> and some gods. Well, no, I, I took the advice and edited it and sent it out to the next um, market on my list, but it was still one of those. Um, Rejection letters that say you almost have it right. You're so close to doing what needs to be done. It's like that That's, is what what I liked about that is that it's not just go fuck yourself. Yeah, well, it's, it's you get that a lot. Criticism. Yeah, it was productive. So that that's yeah. great when you can get somebody to do that. But how often does that really happen? I know. So um, I'm going to promote Waylines Magazine. They've not bought anything from me yet, but they that kind of rejection letter it makes me feel like they're uh you know market that cares. So Waylines Magazine. Check okay. them out. Cool. All right. Well, as we said earlier, we are going to talk about guns, gun myths, statistics, and lies. And waffles. And waffles. And pizza. And pizza. All right. So go ahead and I, – Okay. I, I have commentary on a lot of this crap, but yeah. go ahead and, and start there's, with there's your first one. There's a lot to have commentary on. That's the thing. That's one reason why this is actually a, a good, really um, timely topic. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on with it right now. And well, so we'll start yeah, on. Everybody's talking about it, which kind of makes yeah. it boring at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some so, fatigue here. Yeah. So the first thing I, um, I threw up here was um, the top 10 gun myths. Now, both times Obama's gotten elected to uh, um, the office of president, one of the first things that happened was this whole big fanatical thing of, oh, they're going to take our guns away. We have to go and buy up guns and you know, the, the gun dealers and manufacturers have been loving it because the sales have skyrocketed every time Obama got elected. Now, I gotta say that is one of the best times that when I went to the gun show was right after he got elected because I had been to the gun shows prior and you know, you go around and you look, but this time all the fanatics were there and, the, and they were walking out with cases of ammo and the funniest part about it is my dad was one of these fuckers. <laughs> so anyways, in the gun mess they go over the top ten, the number one is well, I just said, they're coming for your guns. And the fact is, there's no way they could do that. that that's what they explained it. There's no, we don't know exactly how many guns are in the hands of the American public. There's no way to find that out. And according to this, they're estimating that law enforcement and military have about 40 million guns. Civilian-wise, 310 million, approximately. Okay, but okay. here's the problem. Here's the problem is that we don't have tanks. <laughs> yeah. And they, and we don't have helicopters with with you know mounted guns and stuff right, like so that. At that. So point, no amount of gun sales will fix that. There you go. See, so so we're we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. Yeah, As so, uh, George Carlin said, the army has all the flamethrowers. So th- th- there's a level of silliness to being worried about that when you can't match the real actual military capabilities. No matter you know how lenient they get on gun control, you can't go and buy a tank. That just isn't going to happen. Right, well, but although a lot of a lot of the conflicts that have a lot of the conflicts that have taken place between superiorly armed and inferiorly armed people, in terms of guerrilla conflicts, the inferiorly armed people get more clever and do a lot more damage than they're expected to. 
Okay, but here's the thing. There's still something to be said for training. And these people, these military and police officers who have these guns are better trained than the average Yahoo with a pistol. Yeah. So, but it's not a great argument either way. I mean, we we can go back and forth on this forever. I mean, that's one of the things on this whole thing. I, I think we'll, you know, a lot of this gets a bit you know, right. So we're never really going to know unless point we about try your it. Yahoo with right? a pistol is he's no longer allowed to work from home. So right. he works so, for Yahoo. But here's the thing: is that ultimately this situation we're, we're not going to know in, in, until they actually try it. So I, I'd like for some of these, you know, people, these these preppers and stuff that are collecting all these guns, that to give it a try and let's see what happens. Just saying. Yeah. And the thing is, I, you know, there's been no. There's definitely one of those political things where there has been nothing coming from the Obama administration, even suggesting that this is anything they're considering. So it gets really crazy when you look at that. Hello. Yeah, we're here. We're okay. we're, you were we're mesmerized listening. by by your statistics. So then it goes into um, guns don't kill people. People kill people, and talking about how actually. There is, does seem to be a link between gun ownership and gun deaths by state. Basically, the more guns that are in the state, the more likely there will be gun deaths. deaths well, that's that. That's just basic. Uh, that's basic statistics. The more guns there are, the more likely there will be gun deaths. Okay, yeah, but these have to be per capita, and 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 I'm not sure exactly who made up these statistics, but we have stuff later on that yeah. that contradicts it. But which. Kind of no, speaks of the whole problem. And, and the other thing about statistics is a lot of the fact, a lot of the data you get out of statistics happens to be in how you lay them out. Listen, people are massaging this crap. You can, if if I want to make the opposite, um, um, if I if I want to make an anti um, statistic to your statistic, I'll just go find some different statistics and mash them together, and that's what's happening. <laughs> I mean, there. Well, that's one problem with the. It's art, a huge yeah. problem, and right now, it's. I mean, you try. I mean, I, I was reading about this online, trying to find out different stuff. It's absolutely ridif- ridiculous to try and put together a whole co- uh, coherent picture because nothing has been done that way. So yeah, it shows the statistics on that. So um, it, it talks about North Society being a plight society and how uh, apparently drivers who carry guns are actually more likely than unarmed drivers to be aggressive. Um, don't know, you know, quite how some of that goes. Uh, more good guys with guns can stop rampaging bad guys. Uh, it talks about the chance that a shooting at an ER involves guns taken from guards is one in five. So yeah, my whole problem, and we've talked about this before, is this the idea that you know if everybody has guns, that we're that you know every that we're all better protected. Well, we're not. We're all in more danger because it's a whole bunch of people without proper training having these things. Yeah. And we know that, and we've well, seen a trend every time that an actual civilian in these situations stops, uh, you know, stops a, a crime. It's usually an ex ex military or ex police officer. Yeah. And actually, while we'll talk about the NRA later, the NRA was initially founded in order to help the civilians learn how to use guns better. Because basically, the, one of the reasons the North wasn't doing so well in um, the Civil War was because in the North, where you know these city folk, you didn't really have guns. In the South, you were pretty much the moment you could start walking, you were handed a gun and taught how to use it. Yep. So the NRA, you had to, you had to yeah. use it in a lot of cases to feed yourself. Yeah. yeah. So the NRA was basically founded to say, "Hey, let's." Start making sure everyone knows how to use a gun. Right, and 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 in the beginning, they were all for gun control too. Yeah, they were they were for people learning to shoot better. They were they, it was a sharpshooting organization originally. That, then, it, and, 
Yeah, that was what they were. That's what they were about. Is you know, is 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 better better use of guns, knowing how to hit your target. Well, the key word here is National Rifle Association. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But they but, got they got taken over they, later. They've got handguns in there now too. Well, so. because they got they got taken over by by you know activists who wanted to use them as a political arm, and that's what's happened. Yep. So I mean, so we can talk about what, how they were founded, but what they are now is. is it, yeah, it is different. They have evolved into something else. Right. So then it talks about keeping guns at home makes it safer, and it goes into statistics that for every gun that is used in self-defense, there are seven assaults or murders, 11 suicide attempts, and four accidents involving guns in or around the home. So basically, and, and that's a statistic that I've seen many times, is you are much more likely to draw and accidentally shoot on a family member or friend than you are to ever draw your gun on an actual criminal. And that I believe, I've, I've read some stories on that, where a guy, the, the funniest one was the girlfriend was staying at the guy's apartment, and I guess in the middle of the night she gets up to, you know, get a drink and stuff, and he grabs the gun and sh- ends up shooting his girlfriend, because he's not used to someone else being in the house. Well, yeah, well, there's something else going on there. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that, that, I, I, I imagine he didn't get a whole lot of sleepovers in the future. Well, there's, yeah, that 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 whole situation is hanky. That, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know that he's lying, but come yeah. on. I, this, this bugs me. Uh, at the bottom of myth number five, in one experiment, one-third of eight- to 12-year-old boys who found a handgun pulled the trigger. Okay? Yeah, well, I don't I'm know. I'm guessing they're talking in that experiment that it was un- an unloaded gun. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, here's no. the I, I have guns in the house, and they don't make me feel safer. <laughs> in fact, they're locked up and, and yeah. you know, unloaded. And, you know, I mean, there, there, there's no way I would keep a loaded gun in the house. It's just, ugh. Stupid. <laughs> it talks about carrying guns for self-defense, making it safer, women with guns being safer, uh, goes into the vicious, violent video games deserve more blame. Which is bullshit. I mean, they don't yeah. have any evidence for that, and every time they've tried to do that study, it, it backfires on them. So. Yeah. Uh, more and more Americans are becoming gun owners. Um, you know, and that's not true either. Less and less people are becoming gun owners. It's just that people who own guns are buying more of them. Yep. So we're selling more guns, but fewer people are actually owning them. So that that's that's wrong based on other statistics that I've seen. And, uh, the final myth is we don't need more gun laws. We just need to enforce the ones we have, which is actually, I think, a lot of what we're Well, I, there's tonight. some truth to that, for sure. Because there's been a lot of debate over that one. And that that's kind of one of the key things that um, seems to be happening right now. And that I think will be most of what we end up talking about is... You know what gun laws are there, and what law. You know, well, we need to talk about the gun laws that Colorado's looking at passing, and you know, well, they just did today, actually. Um, did they um, actually? Are they? The, are they passed? The, the Senate passed the universal gun check, uh, um, background yeah, check that law. One, for that Colorado. one, that one, I thought was fine. That went through. What? Okay, yeah, but the, there's three of them. There, so there's the universal gun check. There's the limit on uh, assault assault rifles, and only 15 bullets per clip. Right there's that one, and then there's one that says it is illegal for a citizen to sell another citizen a gun. And okay, okay, in theory that sounds good, but in practice, it, they they need to find a way to to do it because yeah, you shouldn't sell that to somebody who hasn't had a background check. They need to find a way to facilitate that transference. Does and that so mean that, that we one need I to buy our guns from from illegal immigrants now. Right, maybe, but <laughs> so I, so I have issue with that one, and then I, the other you know, one. It's, it's the way it's phrased. The other one that are I have these gun dealers not citizens. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I... <laughs> it's 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 a very slippery slope. It's a uh, it's a in the way it's phrased. It's well, a very, very bad I haven't phrase. read the actual legislation. It, it, um, so 
but, but I, no. the other one is a um, the law. What they want to do is make it so that if you sell a, an assault rifle and it's used some to hurt somebody else, you're liable because you sold it. And it's yeah, like that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So all right. So, so and that's one of the problems with um you know some of what's going on. Um, the next story is one that obviously came out due to um. The incident in Florida. Uh, one point I'd like to take up here. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, they're no longer the ATF now. They're the ATFE. Is that is that my understanding? Dead silence. I don't know. Well, if they're the ATFE, I think they should probably re- re- rearrange those initials so their jackets say fate on the back. But, you know, that's my thought. Just because it would be cooler. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but... Yeah, I just wasn't aware that ATF also covered... I guess I knew they covered explosives, but I didn't know that they'd actually added that to the name, and this seems to imply that they have. I don't know. Maybe they have. So, so okay, so go on to this next one, Ian. Okay, so the next one basically got a lot of attention, not from itself, but because of the whole um, Tyvin Martin thing in Florida recently. Yeah. Which I, I'm not going to cover that here, just especially since it's an active case, and I don't want us to be getting into that. But instead, this one shows actually the um you know in the past we've talked about the um castle laws, the standard ground law stuff, and this one shows the abuse of it straight out. When I I first read the story before there was actually a verdict, I'm saying like, okay, this is messed up. So what happened? Go ahead. We we talked about the standard ground law in our podcast about castle laws. Yeah. Yeah. And and this shows definitely uh, and the possible abuse of those, and that's what you know. So in Huffman, Texas, you had two neighbors that apparently weren't quite getting along. Um, and uh, the younger neighbor, basically, he was throwing a party. Um, I believe, what was the party for? He, basically, he was having a party. I think it was a, um, his wife's birthday, if I remember correctly. And, you know, they had the music on. They had company over, a lot of stuff going on. So the one neighbor, um, you know, trying to find names. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. No. So the one, one neighbor, neighbor basically comes over and says some stuff and goes back in his house, comes out with a gun, and he calls 911. And as he's walking, not on his property, to the other person's property, he's saying stuff like, stop there, don't come any closer, I'm in fear for my life, my life is in danger, saying these things. And, you know, the, the people at the party are like, what the hell? Okay, listen, you know, chill, let's try and work this out. And he ended up shooting three people, killing one of them. His neighbor's the one he actually killed. Um, and he basically tried to use the standard ground law, saying, "Oh, I, I was defending myself." Yeah, I know. And, and he was found guilty. Yeah, well, found guilty. He recorded his own evidence. Yeah, yeah that's see, the that's thing the whole is, thing. If you look at what he was saying, my guess is he he t- he took a class to have a concealed weapon, and they right. more than likely taught him the basics of the standard ground, and said, "Okay, you need to tell them." You know, listen. You know, you, know the, you need to tell them to hold it, stop, and you know, you 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 can only do it when you, you feel that life's in danger, kind of stuff like that. And so he says, "Oh, if I call nine one one and say this stuff, that will justify me standing my ground." Well, and that's what the court seemed to think too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're looking at like, well, you walked onto your neighbor's property, which first off means you've left your property, which means they, he didn't really have a right yeah. to be there. Right. He was. Which he is was one on, of the tenets yeah. of the stand your ground law is you have to have a right. Uh, you have to have a right to be there under reasonable circumstances. And then he was clearly being the aggressor. I mean, the, the other people were, you know, the, the, all the reports say they were basically telling, him, "Hey, let's calm down, let's settle this." You know. That they weren't quite sure what the hell was going on. 
but they clearly weren't doing anything aggressive towards him. He was just pissed off because they weren't doing what well, he wanted. Well, I, I wouldn't say no. clearly, but it certainly doesn't appear that way. So, yeah. I mean, we are don't we, have a lot. We don't. Are we uh, saying that he's a bad criminal, or are we saying that he needs to be a better video editor? Yeah, I don't know. But so th this is definitely one of those cases where someone tried to abuse the system and tried to abuse the laws that are out there that actually are there for a reason. Allegedly. And luckily, I I'm very glad to see he did not get away with it. Right. I mean, because he's going to appeal. I, I don't think that he's going to get very far. Yeah. Be this case seems to look like, I mean, they, they, they disagreed with his uh, assessment of the situation yeah. and him being in danger. Yeah, I think, they, I, I think they disagreed with good cause. It, yeah. it would seem and that I'm, way. I'm glad to see that because hopefully okay. these other people say, okay, maybe I don't have as much power with the sand ground laws as I think I do. Yeah. I, how many of these things do we want to cover? Uh, what do we have next? Chris Morgan. Okay. Oh, the Pierce Morgan the Pierce stuff Mor leads yeah, to so many other things. Because... What? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, do the Pierce Morgan right. stuff. So, uh, um, Pierce Morgan, um, I don't know if you know who he is. I, I um, do. He is a British talent. I'm not quite sure what he's known for, per se, but um, he has his own little show. And um, so he invited a uh, radio host, Alex Jones, who is very... Pro gun. No, wait a second. Didn't he invite him because of, of what he he he? Didn't he prior to this say that basically Pierce Morgan should be kicked out of the kicked out of the country yeah. for things yeah. that he had said? So this, so I mean, he he basically brought this guy onto his show, expecting an antagonist. Yeah, well, he wanted to have an actual debate and exchange once again. Ah, I don't know about that. You know, I, I'm not. Well, I'm not a huge fan of Pierce Morgan. You know, I I, I don't always agree with him. I mean, I don't. I I, I definitely I, I definitely don't want him out of the country, right? But I'm not saying I always like no, the way the that he handles things. No, the thing is, Pierce Morgan's kind of from the other way. He says get rid of all the guns. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fine. That's one thing he's saying he's pushing for. And Alex Jones um, got pissed. Yeah. Because he well, wasn't an American saying these said, things. He went onto the show. With the intent to completely um, not let Pierce say anything. He's actually said stuff like that in the follow-up. So, yeah, I, I, I did exactly because I wasn't going to let him have a word head wise. Oh, yeah. And that's what he does. Now, the problem is, and this is where a lot of the pro-gun completely screws themselves over, is Alex Jones made no sense and was basically blathering the whole time in bizarre conspiracy talk that made him look like a total nut that I don't want to have a gun. Well, he exactly so that's words, what he I He made his out. entire cause look bad by by espousing it. Yeah, by the time yeah. he's done with this, I think everybody watching is going, "That's a guy I don't want to have a gun." This is this is the reason we have gun laws is 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 blowhards like this. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, you know, you see someone like this coming out telling you that the, the government's going to come and take over. And I, his his response to questions, um. Morgan asked about the number of gun murders that were in Britain last year, and um, <laughs> Alex Jones replies, "How many chimpanzees can dance on the head of a pin?" Yeah, he, here's the thing: okay. he, said, he, well, he used he tried to use standard debate technique. Don't answer the question that you're asked; answer the question you want to answer. And that's pretty much what he did. And, and sometimes he did crazy shit like this, but he never he didn't want to answer any questions. He all he wanted to do was was sit there and yell at Pierce Morgan. And he didn't want mm -hmm. debate. He didn't want right. to actually have an exchange of any kind. Right. And I don't know what Pierce Morgan expected from this guy in the first place. He knew that this is what was going to happen, and unfortunately, it didn't make for good TV. By the time I was done with that, I was uncomfortable and irritated. Yeah. You know, given the given the age of the person he had on, he might have expected an old behavior, and not unreasonably. 
No, if, if you've heard the guy's radio show, I think you can. I mean, I, the stuff I've heard from him before, I, I, this is what I would have expected from him. He's not, he, he's not going to come on to a show like this and be rational. He already had it out for Pierce Morgan. So, I, so why would you have expected about, that? I'm here to tell you 1776 will commence again if you try to take our, our firearms. We will not relinquish them. So is he blaming the entirety of Britain for trying to take firearms away from I, I the guess U.S.? He's, he, I guess he's still I mad about do that. Not, yeah. I do not believe that that's actually an, an aim of well, the British Empire at yes, this he particular him, juncture. He called him a redcoat at the yeah, end he did of it. call him a redcoat. <laughs> yes. Which I, I note that when he talks, when he refers to him as a redcoat, he's not only referencing the Revolutionary War, but he's also essentially calling him a communist as well because of the, because uh, he's tarring with the same brush as Stalin and Mao and Fidel Castro. Yeah. Well, he also mentioned Hitler in there. Yeah, but. I know. And here's the thing: is that by the end of this, it was not good for Pierce Morgan, and it was not good for Alex Jones. You know, I mean, because Pierce Morgan couldn't control the situation on his own show, so he looked weak, and Alex Jones was incoherent and a blowhard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will note, uh, per, per a note on the uh, on on this article, a related article, it says that the petition to deport Pierce Morgan has been dismissed. Oh. Okay, so apparently he's no threat any longer. But Pierce Morgan made some some um, allegations that, and he might, and he and he's right, depending on where you get the statistics, that violent crimes, violent violent crimes in places where they have more guns are 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 lower. But it's kind of I, I try to piece together two things to try and get an idea where that where we have the most violent crimes and the most guns, and there's places like South Carolina that kind of bucked the trend that have. Uh, a moderate amount of guns and a lot of violent crime. So it, it didn't really follow um, the trend that he wanted to follow. He pointed out places like Mexico where they have low gun ownership and high and high and high violent crimes. But he but he chose not to take into account uh, deliberately. So I would imagine any other factors that could be going on there. Um, what what is the poverty level? What I mean, what are income levels? What are job levels? He didn't. He you know the, these things are, are nuanced. Unfortunately, you can't just look at two statistics and say there you go. Um, you know you can't say well we 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 now now that everybody in Colorado is carrying a gun and violent crime has gone down, it's because of the it's because of this. Right. So they're making but, correlations and they aren't justifying the causation. Yes, they're, they're uh -oh. showing two things have happened, but they aren't taking. Anything else into account when they make these, you know, when they make these judgment calls? Now, uh, you, what you put in here, I found interesting because we're talking about South Carolina being like yeah. the um, according to your one in two thousand six was the highest for crime rates per hundred thousand population, and then you showed right. that um, in as of two thousand six, they have like almost no real laws. About gun. I mean, no, no, yeah, no. Anybody can get a gun there. It's easy yeah. to get a gun in South Carolina if you're a citizen. And it does definitely, you know. Or if, yeah. It does, what does that say, you know? So. Well, and that's what, but here's the thing is that one of, one, one of, one of these, yeah, I, I, and I was trying to also correlate that with the U.S. crime rates, but they aren't the same years. But the, right. but so, but this is from 2006 and I don't know what's happened since then. I couldn't get up to date statistics. So, and they might be out there, but they weren't on the, on, they weren't available to me in the two seconds I had. Well, what, what you put out there definitely, um, suggests that having a basic universal gun control makes sense and works despite, um, what people keep saying. Cause like the next one here. Right. Uh, but that, but, uh, but let, let me note that that was the narrative I wanted to show. Yeah. 
Okay, so I am being just as insincere with statistics as everybody else. I made these correlations, right? But I can't make a causation there either, okay? But it goes perfect with the next one where Senator Graham was busy talking about how, um, well, why do we need um, to tighten up the laws when um, things aren't being followed through? And saying that was almost 80,000 people failed background check and 44 of those were prosecuted. Well, the... um, Police Chief Edward Flynn came up and said, well, that, but that's a paperwork issue. We kept guns out of 80,000 people's hands. While we only were able to prosecute for it, we still kept them out of 80,000 people's hands. But why that should, was why, significant. Yeah, but why Why should they prosecute every one of these just because yeah. they because they failed the, the background check? I mean, right. I, I don't understand why. And, and I, I don't know why that <sighs> would be know. a good argument to don't not worry about the background checks. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not sure. I, I I'm missing a piece there. Um, yeah, as I to, think. Well, and that's the thing. The, the the logic of well, if if we do, uh, why do more background checks? Because um, criminals will still get a hold of guns. Like, okay, well then why um why pass laws that say you can't drink and drive? Because the criminals will still drink and drive. No, but it's been proven that in the states where they crack down on um drunk driving, there is less incident of drunk driving. And so there's a logic saying, yeah. The criminals are still going to break the laws, but we have to have laws, and the laws do work. I know from my experience, um, when I worked at um, Walmart, I would help out in um, sporting goods. And I did, from time to time, actually do a gun sale. Most of the time, they were smooth. There was one time that was really weird, where they had me on hold for a half an hour, because basically the, um, the guy had a warrant out, and they had called the police on him. His okay. father was keeping an eye out, however, and saw the police coming, and they vanished before the police could get him. Right, but, but I guess it must be illegal for you to get to, to to try and pass a background check if you know you won't pass. Is that is that is that what's going on here? Well, in this case, he actually had a warrant out for. Him. Right, but yeah, but, but so, not everybody who fails a background check has right. actually done something, has actually got a warrant out for them, or right. that there has done something yeah. that they need to be prosecuted. For. Yeah, so yeah, that's I, what I, there's I, a large I, number yeah. of people who fail a background check. Who just simply can't pass a background check for other reasons, right? And so that's why I'm that's why I'm wondering is is why should should we should we be should we be prosecuting more of these or should it just be well okay they didn't get a gun so let's go yeah, on. Well, Eighty thousand? How you know? I, I can understand the logic. It is going to be really hard to keep up with that number. No, I don't think that they should. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure why this senator thought that they should be prosecuting all of these people. Well, it was another one, the, the, trying to find logic as to why they should be against background checks. And I've not seen any logic presented that works that says we should um, cut back on background checks. I have no problem. If I want to go and buy again, fine, do a background check on I, uh, the, the time it takes is not going to make a significant difference. It's not going to hurt me any. Um, it, it, if you are an honest citizen wanting a gun, you shouldn't have any problem with it. No, and, but, and should you have to register that gun with the state? Yeah, yeah. I, I have no problem yeah, with that either. Cause, I don't either. I, I can't make a good know. argument for for why you shouldn't have to. I have to register my car. Why not register guns the same way? Right. And that would make the transfer and sale easier too. Yeah. There would be a way to facilitate it. So You know, I'm going to throw out here the simple fact that if guns are not available, people will kill each other with something else. Well, that's oh, yeah. that. And that, to see, okay, to go back to Alex Jones, that's his point, is that more people get killed by knives every year. Okay. You know, you can't you can't exactly make cooking knives illegal. People get yeah. killed by cooking knives. Right. You can't make. I mean, you can make baseball bats illegal, but you know, then you know, how do people play baseball? 
and yeah, it doesn't take a okay, baseball bat. But, you can and, pick but up a damn rock. The, 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 some people are going to make the argument that the gun only has one purpose, to kill. The, the yeah. cooking knife has, 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 you know, its purpose is really to cook. It just so happens gets used to kill. The baseball bat is designed to, for, to be used in baseball. You know, so, and not that I think that that's a particularly great argument. It's not a good argument. Um, to say that the gun only has one purpose, which is to kill, is to, you know, I think it's to oversimplify things. Uh, we, we could bring this back to, to some of these arguments that the Catholics make that basically, you know, that the penis oh. is designed to have, to, to procreate, and that's all it should be yeah. used for. Although one point is. Okay. Um, you know, well, yeah, next time I have to take what, a leak, however. What other practical <laughs> use is there for a gun, though? See, the Paper knives. <laughs> The knives have a practical Listen, use. Listen, it can be it, it, it can be used for recreation and sport too. Yeah, because it yeah. is fun to go and shoot. I like shooting guns. Okay, yeah, okay. They, but I guess the argument that they'd throw back at you is that that particular recreation and sport is simulated killing people. Yeah, I don't know, simulated, but it, um, if you're a tree, easier to be dangerous with a gun than it is to be dangerous with a baseball bat and knives per se in a uh, uh, um, mortal fashion. I, mean, I don't know about that. I think that uh, I think that there are probably some people out there playing playing amateur, you know, playing amateur baseball who are probably as equally as unintentionally dangerous with a baseball bat as not, any not, not skilled person sense. with a gun. If, huh? if you let the baseball bat slip and it hits you, you're going to hurt, and it might cause you know, depending on the, the force of it. Actually, a baseball it, bat to the head is is very likely to cause a subdural hematoma. Actually, well, you know what? Well, I think that that baseball bats lead to steroid abuse. <laughs> but in, in a ba- if you're playing baseball and you're in a situation where you're likely to get hit in the head with the bat, you're wearing protective gear. Um, if you know, the bat, bat goes flying from the kid's hand, there's not that good of a chance it's going to cause serious damage if it hits someone. However, a gun mi- simply misused has a good possibility of seriously injuring, if not killing someone. So there is a level there of, you know... All right. Well, Ian, where do you come down on the gun question? Um, I'm... Where do you personally or, come down on it? I, 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 I believe in background checks. I believe in registering them. I believe in, you know, monitoring them and making sure, hey, listen, you know, be smart with them. You know, you don't let... It, it's interesting how much people think they need guns. Um, one of the laws that Obama actually passed that apparently the um, NRA and people are ignoring is he passed the law that allows people to carry concealed weapons in national parks. Okay. I'm trying to figure out why the hell anyone would need a concealed weapon in a national park. Yeah, I, well, but here's the thing is that up until Cougars. this point, the only the only gun legislation he passed was pro-gun. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, it's not it, – they they kept saying from the beginning that he, that he wanted our guns and he wanted our guns and he never really said anything like that that the NRA and and these gun manufacturers really just use it as a mean to sell guns because well, he because they, he never really they said they tarred him with the same brush as they tar any liberal with okay right but they really tarred him with it because he did because he, he did make a comment somewhere down the line about the about the second amendment so so they used that so they they figured that this is part of his agenda the whole time but really this has become an national agenda and he's really irrelevant you know he he can only push what what he's being told to push at this point and because the nation has decided that that they want better gun control and most people say that they would that yes. they're they're appalled that you can get a gun without a background check in the first place, so he he's really irrelevant. It's just the NRA and 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 
and people like that that are trying to keep him relevant and say, see, it's Obama, it's yeah. Obama. But really, it's the nation saying, it's it, it's time to take a look at this and do something about it. Well, like I said, I can't – okay, national parks are not known for having, you know, gangs or anything. Well, they have bears. <laughs> yeah, but shit. Bears. Cougars. And and not in in like cougars it, with it, four legs and hair, right? Not the other. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking the other type. Okay, okay. Otherwise, they would be uh, you know mandatorily recommending that younger guys carry handguns. Yeah, yeah. But even that, the, the threats aren't that high. So it seems one of those absurd things. Like, why is that an issue? Why do you need guns in such places? Yeah, you look at a lot of these people that are um, upset over any level of gun control. They want to carry it everywhere, and actually, um. Matt puts a few interesting ones about that um, with uh, the pizza place that gives, yeah. gives you this kind of you walk in with the yeah. gun. Okay. So what's your stance on, if you know, I, I know your stance on gun control now. What's your stance on pizza? <laughs> pizza well, should be pizza. illegal. Actually, pizza is killing more people than guns. That's true. Yeah, I, the, I, I, for I, that I, matter, I, what's your stance on waffles? Waffles are killing like- more people than guns. The chicken and waffle um, lays with head chips are not that good. I don't think they'll win. Uh, the, what I'm referencing here is the yeah. woman shot by oven while trying to cook yeah. waffles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I knew I had to stick that. How the hell would you hide your gun? Or no, just the ammo. Your, itself, just your it? clip. Why right. would you hide your ammo in an oven? Well, because I thought, I'm guessing he probably wasn't much of a cook around the house kind of guy. <laughs> Maybe I, I really thought I thought you put your weed in there. That'd make more sense. That that keep, start getting heated up, at least you know it'll calm you down. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Max put a story in her about um, a eighteen-year-old Florida woman yeah. was at her best friend's house, and she was cooking, and this twenty-five-year-old was storing his magazines for his own oh, gun. Oh, stop! The- stop! You are Cyloning, sir. Yeah, you are. I am. Yep. Yes. By our command, you are. Well, Okay, let's uh, let's pause. <laughs> Sorry, okay. pause. let's pause here because you were. Okay. All right, let's. Th- I don't know where we were. Start over and we'll. We were, yeah. So, anyways, the guy stored the magazines for his gun in the oven. What is the logic to that? They're not convenient. They're not. It's. I, I, and it's definitely not the smartest place to hide them. I mean, hell, hide them in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why? No, why you wouldn't want to. No, you can't put them in the refrigerator because of moisture. <laughs> you know? But you know, I'm thinking probably the person was not much of a not much of a cook around the house kind of guy. Probably not. So he probably didn't use the oven, and probably didn't think anybody was going to use the oven. Well, how does he cook his hungry man then? Microwave. That's, Microwave. We don't know that's, a thing that's... about how he survived, but apparently. All right. But to me, that's just—I mean, of all the hiding places, there are so many other places in the house that would make a lot more sense. Oh, but, I love this. There's something wrong with the there's something wrong with the oven in this picture too, because the oven does not actually have a temperature gauge on it. So he just guesses based upon how far the knob has turned. <laughs> well, that's fine. All right, talk about the pizza place. Okay. Well, we mentioned the pizza place briefly, but yeah. Um, Here, it's it's just simple. The guy was offering a fifteen percent discount to anybody coming in wearing a gun, open carry, or had a or had a concealed carry license. Good for him. Yep. And he's he's taking pictures of the people with their yeah, guns, yeah, yeah. so he can put them up. Good for him. Seems a bit silly, but hey, I, I have no problem with the basic concept of it. Well, okay, now now the okay, well, okay now for stupid I, but laws. The thing is, if I come in there with my bow, does do I get a discount for coming in there with my bow? No. It's not a concealed it, weapon. Yeah, it's not a concealed weapon. 
Of course, he said neither open carry. Lady's, he said not open a, carry. Neither is this lady's shotgun. No, he, he said he said he said gun. So it's not a gun. Okay. Okay. Stupid law. <clears throat> Georgetown. Stupid law. Okay, You're talking well. about the Kennesaw. <laughs> yes. The Kennesaw, Georgia, yeah. mandatory gun. Yeah. Requiring each head of household to keep and maintain a firearm. Why is that a stupid law, Ryan? I should, I should, uh, mandatory, I should be required to have well, a firearm it, now? The interesting thing is, they, they talk about how unconstitutional everything is. Wouldn't it be just as unconstitutional to tell you have to? Yes. Buy, you know, it's like, why? It's, why? <sighs> it's a right to bear arms, it's not an obligation. Yeah. That's like, that's like that's telling thing. me I gotta it, wear boxers or briefs. Yeah, but if you're going to say something stupid, I want to know why you think it's stupid. Because I sh- because it shouldn't be mandatory for me to have to have a gun. What if I what if I, I mean yeah. if I'm if I'm a pacifist or or I'm you know or right. um or I'm just it's, fucking scared of guns. Once more, it's one of those weird things where conservative ideas, you know, fighting big government or promoting big government because that is big government. If the government comes in and says you have to buy something, it's like wait a moment. <laughs> so yeah. no, it's, you know, it, it's one of those contradictory things that. I, I, it sounds like it was more to try and make a point than to actually. Yeah, I, I, know, I would tend to agree with that. I've Brian, heard, I heard the you same said thing something about, about being a pacifist. <laughs> is that what babies suck on? <laughs> no, that's a, that's a pedophile. <laughs> that's a line from Red versus Blue, oh, and it's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> oh, you've been a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Mac do the one up here about smart gun technology, which yeah. Um, and- and this, I found this interesting. Um, is this the one from? Oh no, this is the Slate. I, I had put a Slate article in here about this. I thought we talked about that. You know, the the safer guns, the smart gun that t- can tell your grip and stuff like that. Yeah, but you know, I guess my question is: if you take the smart gun on your hand and you're preparing to use it, do you have to say, "I am the law," referencing Judge Dredd? No, the so the one that the one that I was looking at actually could tell by the placement of your fingers and stuff like that and your grip. If so it was, it was a biometric thing. It was a, well, yeah, yeah, it could measure biometrics. Yep. And it wouldn't fire unless unless the gun fit. Okay. And it was and they said that it was 99.999%, you know. Uh, if the gun proof. doesn't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> oh god. All right. Hey, I'm having pop reference night. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, I'm so fatigued by this whole thing. Listen, there's no good answer. The problem is the statistics are being abused, like I was able to abuse them, right? I just picked some stuff that, yeah. that you know, that, that, that showed what I wanted right. to show, right? They were both were valid statistics, right? But is there a correlation? Well, I, I can't logically, well, I could make one, right? But I, but it, it's not real, right? It's anomalous data. So that's part of the, what the problem here is it, there, I don't, I don't think that we have great statistics on what they want to show. So they have to create a narrative based on, you know, existing statistics and they have to throw out all the other factors, you know, and, and I think that income and poverty probably make a huge, a huge portion of, um, yeah, of the equation here that they just completely ignore. They, they, they take the two facts into consideration, violent crime and gun ownership. Nothing else. Well, you, you can't do that, right? And and that's one thing that this, this guy did, Alex Jones. On the, Have you seen the FBI's data? I showed you the FBI's data. Yeah, well, okay, but did they factor in everything? The answer is generally no. I, 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 I didn't see the FBI data he's talking about. I, I couldn't well, find it. Well, so like Washington, D.C. is one of the most violent places, and poverty is not that big of a deal there, but there's a lot more going on. Yeah, yeah, they 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 have they have a high violent crime rate, and it's been difficult to get a gun there. So there you go. So that that now he's backed up. So then we're going to finish off with the cracked article, 
Love the Cracked article. This one um, talked about three reasons it's time to stop taking the NRA seriously. And my follow-up to that is, and somehow Ted Nugent is not one of them. <laughs> well, apparently neither is uh, neither is the lack of Charlton Heston. But um, the number three one is the NRA doesn't represent most gun owners. They're saying um, about 90% of gun owners are not involved with the NRA. Um, right. You get, Did you guys know I'm a lifetime member to the NRA? Seriously? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, I, I, Do you take them seriously? No, hell no. It, it was purchased for me. It was a oh, gift. Yeah. And you know, basically it talks about how um, large majority, even a large majority of the NRA members support criminal background check and don't necessarily agree with the NRA stances on a lot of this stuff. How can you not agree with background checks? I just, I, I don't, that one boggles well, that me. Comes up, that, that's part of the next few things. Uh, many of the NRA members join just to join gun clubs. They actually are not backing a lot of what the NRA is saying. They just, the NRA has set up these exclusive gun clubs that you can, can join only if you're NRA members. There is a lot of yeah. other good stuff, actually, that the NRA does do as far yeah. as certifications and stuff like that. If you, if, I mean, it, when I took my course on guns, it was from an NRA instructor. So there, there is this political wing of the NRA, but then there's all this other stuff that they do that's actually worth having. So right. they're not, I mean... They, they, then, yeah. Then the number one one is the NRA really represents gun manufacturers. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, they're um, fighting the background check is because the gun industry's giving them a lot of money to um, become a political aspect of things instead of um, being what they really are supposed to be about. So, and that's where a lot of the problems come in. You know, the NRA is not what it's supposed to be. Well, what, uh, that that's a judgment call because what is it supposed to be? Well, it, it's supposed to be whatever the people that are, are are in charge of it make it, and they have made it a um, a lobbyist group, and so that is what it's supposed to be. Well, they've been well, a lobbyist it... group, and a lot of people are still members. So apparently, the people who are still members are fine with it being a lobbyist group. Well, but that's not what it's treated for, and that's not what um, ideally it, it, it um, should be about if it wants to be effective. The problem with arguments like what you're making, I can go back and say, well, I mean, this country was founded on slavery. Well, and I can make an argument that the membership of the NRA is fine with what it is right now, which is a lobbyist group. And the members, the, the larger number of members should be the ones who define what the organization is, not what the organization oh. used to be. Here's a perfect so, argument for that. What do you want Boy Scouts to be? That, that's exactly what want, I was about to bring up. The, uh, the argument you're making doesn't quite work because Boy Scouts is not, uh, I think right now there is a fair amount of people involved in Boy Scouts that want to change it. But the leadership is saying, no, we don't want to change it because we like things the way they are. Okay. And at that point, Boy Scouts isn't what it should be, as far as I'm concerned. Well, uh, but and, again, it's a it's a total judgment call. I mean, yeah. yeah well, what's your what's your? Uh, which I I appreciate why why you would make such a. Judgment but the call. argument to me, that's the same argument with the NRA. It's not what it should be, and I you know they even said the, a, a lot of the members don't agree with the policies of it. But like Brian was saying, there are some good aspects to it that are useful that people um like and enjoy. And so they want to take advantage of it, even if they might have an issue with where the organization's headed and what it's doing. They, so I don't, yeah. I don't think Max right here in saying that the NRA is exactly what its members want it to be. Well, and that's probably, and you point. know what? That's a, I think that's a fair point. I mean, listen, they they used to be about hunter safety. <laughs> that that yeah. was one of their big things is hunter safety. When's the last time I heard about hunter safety from the NRA? I could show you the emails I get from the NRA. They're scary. 
And I think uh, the majority of the members of the NRA are probably more like you. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to hear about this stuff. It, it bothers me. But I'm a member because you, there are advantages to it. There are things that I get out of it that I think are worthwhile. I do get good information on laws that are trying to be passed all around the country, though. And so that's one good reason to keep that membership is I, I get a lot get of good, good information. information or do you get biased information? Uh, OK, well, let me put it to this. When I say good. I get a sense for, for what people are trying to pants. Yeah, oh, it's completely biased. I mean, I can pretty much look at that and go, well, like, even, even, they, they oppose every single gun law that's going through the Colorado, Colorado State Legislature because that's just their position, right? It's, it's a straight out oppose every gun, you know, um, anti, anti gun measure. Just oppose it straight across the board. It doesn't matter if it's reasonable or not with them. It's just oppose it. And, and, and I'm, and I would say that, I mean, and that's the information I get from them, right? These are the, these are the, this is what you need to oppose this week. So you're right. It's biased, but I was able then to go and look at the laws and, and, and make my own analysis. But are, is everybody doing that? I guess would be more to your point. So no, it's, it's not good information. It's biased in that respect. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. No, yeah. I but just, I wanted, I wanted to, I just had to, I wanted to ask the question. Is, was a it- committee, uh, you know, we're talking about gun control. I'm looking at a thing right now. A committee passed a ban on high capacity magazines of 15 rounds or more. Okay, I, I'm I'm so, good with that. I, I see once again. I think that that is is fairly reasonable. Um, if, if 15 bullets seems if like you're not going to kill somebody in 15 bullets, you're not going to kill them. Well, yeah, you should you shouldn't be in that situation in the first place. So here you go. Okay, so Sean, we're going to talk about your friend Pat Robertson. You know, the I- religious moron. It's, I, yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly ready to talk about Pat Robertson. Excellent. It's, inter- yeah, it's interesting because the first article you put up here, even though I, I obviously you came up with the only headline for it, was exactly the same. As, as soon as I saw you were talking about Pat Robertson, oh yeah, he did that secondhand yeah. clothes thing. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the, the, basically I had to jump on this and I, I'm going to, I'm going to make the point here. You're talking about him being a religious moron. I'm thinking that he's just somebody who is crazy for publicity and he'll say anything for publicity, but the fact that he's religious is no different than, you know, you can't, you can't judge other religious people by the stuff that he says, crazy though it may be. I honestly think he believes in, he's old enough and he doesn't, if if you look at him talking, I don't think he's sitting there thinking, oh, how how do I make, you know, this sound more, um, Crazy. He, he I think he actually he, he, just starts he, talking about the, you know what he believes. Pat Whether Robertson, he believes it or not, it's yeah. no different than you know Rush Limbaugh jumping on the air and inciting people to riot because it's he's a he's an entertainer. Rush Limbaugh is smarter than Pat Robertson. Yeah. Well, Rush Limbaugh is right one hundred percent of the time. So he because he said so. Yes. But I think Russell Limbaugh is more into manipulating everything. I think Pat Robinson just kind of starts talking out of his ass. Remember that this is a guy <laughs> who believes in saying. faith healing. He was a faith healer. He you know, believes that, this kind of nonsense. Let's touch upon what the article is actually about, which is the fact that basically somebody somebody consulted him about sweaters or or clothing from the Goodwill, and he his stated belief is that items from the Goodwill or from thrift stores can have demons attached to them. <laughs> and okay. he he, belie- he basically went on to say that people will intentionally invoke demons into things to to hurt other people. 
He's said stuff like this before. So yep. it's par for the course. It, and it stems from his, the way, his religious beliefs. So basically, when you go into a thrift store, you need to take a thing of holy water with you and just kind of bless the stuff as you walk by it. Well, you know, I, I think it's I think it's worthwhile. I think that we might want to follow up on this by actually, you know, individually going out to thrift stores and finding out what sort of protections they have against, uh, you know, demonic objects. Finding out what sort of provisions they're making. I think it's reasonable. I think there's a salt barrier around every store. <laughs> Well, it's worth checking. No, but here's, and, you know, here's we, a guy who also said when we he, walk in. He he said that Haiti would deserve their earthquake because they made the deal with the devil a, all those years ago. Uh, it was a pretty Hatiful thing for him to say. Yeah. So here's here's the thing: is that you you'd like to say he's just an old cute coot, but he is a religious moron. He well, has been saying is, this kind of stuff for years. Idiot it's par for the who happens course. to bring out his idiocy through religion. He, well, he's not an idiot. Okay, I mean, not he, an idiot, but. You said he was a moron. I'm saying he's a religious moron. Yeah, but I'm not saying he's an idiot. Do you judge other people, other religious people by him? Or do you judge no, him I believe, by himself? No, I, I judge them by the stupid things that they say. <laughs> Makes sense. You know, if, if, if you guys listen to The Thinking Atheist this week, he had a discussion with a, um, um, oh, with a, um, oh, with a Methodist, Methodist priest, preacher. I don't know. And, uh, it was, it was interesting in that this guy, every question that they posed to him, you know, about, you know, the usual kinds of, you know, things to try and debunk religion. He's like, yeah, yeah, could be, you know, the Methodists are, are like Christian light. Oh yeah. I couldn't disagree the, with anything the, the guys say. The strongest right of the Methodist church is a potluck. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, you know, yeah. So every, I mean, everything he, he was like, yeah, you know, that could be, yeah, I could be wrong. You know, and he was, he was a great guy. Right. I, I, I can't, I, you know, there's no way for me to disagree with him. He, he was a great guy. He was, and he wasn't a religious moron. He was pretty objective about, yeah, I could be wrong. Right. So, so there was no reason for me to call him a religious moron. Uh, I, I, I still disagree with him about God, but yeah, he, he's a guy you can sit down and have a conversation with. And afterwards, you're not pissed off because it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Your beliefs are your beliefs. You know, and they, we're not going to judge other people. I mean, it's like, wow. <laughs> so yeah. So I, I judge, I judge religious morons based on the moronacy that they put out, not based all on the moronacy that Pat Robertson puts out. Sam just brought me out something of interest. Um, she was talking about there may possibly be drug residue and stuff that goes to thrift stores and that drug residue could possibly give people symptoms of how they, they are washing these clothes before they go to those racks. How is the drug residue surviving the wash? Is it that strong? Meth residue is pretty strong. And you're assuming that meth addicts are giving clothes to the goodwill? Not assuming anything. I'm just putting that out for consideration. (laughs) Okay. Brian, they don't wash them. They actually, um. My understanding is that Goodwill washes them before they hit the clothing rack. How could they not? Because the donations are um, being dropped off there. They don't have a washer in there. That's not true. The donations are being dropped off to locations and then they, they ship well, them. The out donations to the are going all over town. They're being dropped yeah. off at, at a location, but they're being distributed all over town. I don't know how if they can sell those things. If you drop something off I... at one Goodwill, you're not necessarily going to see it at that same Goodwill. But still, they don't actually wash them. They I, 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 I hope to God you are wrong. I'm not on this. If no. Like, How could that possibly be? How could that even be sanitary? They, well, they look through, and if they see something nasty, that gets thrown out. But if it's, you know, nothing obvious, they put on the shelf. The idea is you buy it, you're going to wash it before you work. 
Goodwill washes clothes before they sell them. You are a liar. Uh? We're going to have to check on this. I, guess. I, ha- I have I ha- I, I, 10 facts about the Goodwill. It's from goodwill.wordpress.com. Bite me. Now, another, another thing about Pat Robertson, though, is apparently Pat Robertson lost us the Super Bowl. <laughs> Did you know about that? I, I, and I didn't care. Because he cursed, he cursed Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning was not Tim Tebow. Here's the thing. Elway didn't like him from the beginning. Peyton Manning or Tim Tebow? Tim Tebow. Robertson? Tim Tebow was not staying if if, if uh, Elway was in charge. This I was kind of hoping you do. were going to say Pat Robertson. This had nothing to do with, with Tim Tebow's religious convictions like, like they would like to imply. So you think that there's no truth to the rumor that Tim Tebow is a genetically engineered Christian sent from the future? And gay. While we're making rumors, yeah. let's make one that might be true. See, I would debate you on the goodwill thing because I – there's no way. It would not be sanitary. There, I don't think they could legally do it without washing those things first. The Goodwill site claims they do. Yeah, but, yes. So there you go. Well, but that in itself doesn't necessarily, you know. Well, just, it, hold, hold on a second now. If you're saying that the Goodwill says this, but you can't prove that it's true, all that is, unless you've got proof <laughs> to the contrary, is nothing but conspiracy theory. Well, there you go. See, and, and you guys are spending the same exact conspiracy theory by saying they don't wash them. But at least I I'm, at least I'm have a source. Ian's saying they don't wash them. I'm saying, yeah. I'm, and I'm saying that I have a source that says you're a liar. And that's the goodwill themselves. <laughs> well, um, Sarah actually helped out at a thrift store. Uh, a thrift store. Was it a thrift store or was it the goodwill? It was a thrift store. So what, goodwill in itself might be different. Ah, I, okay. I, and I, see, I, and see, we have so we have no evidence at this point to contradict the goodwills statement that they wash their clothes before they put them out. But go ahead. Yeah, you'll continue. So, th- my, my understanding is their stories in general do not wash them. They look through them and throw the um, nasty stuff out, but they, they put them straight out with the idea that you'll have enough sense to wash them when you get home. Well, I and mean, I do have enough sense to wash them. <laughs> but I believe they were also washed at the store. I just I, washed I, them I again for well. good measure. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I, I doubt that you're... And you've got, you've got a little anecdote that, that you're spreading here, and uh, and uh, it, it would seem stupid to put unwashed clothes on a rack. They assume they're. I'm. They, I. I uh, not, uh, 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 it's a hard one to do either way. But my understanding is they don't. You're saying that um, just because the Goodwill site said they do, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean they do. Anyway, whether they wash the clothes or not well, you doesn't me. have any bearing on whether they have demons in them or not. Well, but it might have have to do with with you know drug residue. Drug residue, it could. But yeah. I, I'm still I I'd, I'd still like to know more about meth residue and and if it if it won't survive a washing. And I'd also like to know how dangerous meth residue is and in what concentrations. So we now have a whole other topic for a future show. We can debate this issue. Yep. <laughs> Complete and utter dud. <laughs> anyway, we put up some. I put in the document some other other Pat Robertson quotes and controversies. So, yeah. I mean, he is he is a wealth of stupidity. Yep, a national resource of it. He's like our national Fort Knox of stupidity. He's like Fort Moron. By the way, here's an interesting thing. Did you know that there is a there is a North American National Repository for Maple Syrup? Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I heard something about that. Hmm. I, I believe that it's probably called Fort Log Cabin or Fort Jemima is my personal belief, but I don't have any evidence of that. Here, here's an interesting fact. Um, the Earth has a North Pole and a South Pole and is an oblong spheroid. That is an interesting fact. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys watch my video on ten or five stupid things about chiropractic? And I also put one up about weddings. I did. I did watch some of it. Yeah. Okay, actually, I found the official Goodwill site. And they, uh, I was looking at a different site I thought was official. This one says, um, when you donate, do wash and clean clothes. So they, they want you to wash them before you give them to them. So they're not, so, so now you're claiming they don't wash them first? This is on the official Goodwill Yeah, they should just say they want you to do that. That doesn't mean they don't wash them. Even if they, even if they wash them, it's still not a bad idea for them to ask for you to send, to give them dirt, clean clothes in the first place. How much drug residue are we talking about? Are they taking these clones home and smoking them? Well, my understanding, <laughs> if you work in a um, meth lab, you get a lot of chemicals on. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, they have to go in and strip the strip the the yeah. you know the the sheetrock out of it when that happens. Yeah. So if yeah. it's, it's from people making the meth, uh, the clothes are probably pretty. So yeah. so it's, so so now you're are, telling me that everybody those, who sells of the goodwill is a meth dealer. Yeah, but those are most likely <laughs> get thrown out. You'd think. You know, I, I can't see those not being stained and noticeably nasty. I have issues with the idea of the drug residue on the on the clothes. <laughs> I, I I mean, how strong has it got to be? It's worth looking into. Okay. So I put these two videos up here because this guy is just awesome. He hates everything, and I love him for it. Um, but he but he's really good at being very poignant. He he, he I mean, and he does everything. He's the, he he does Ross Perot, Barack Obama, ghosts everything and the chiropractic one w was pretty good and i really felt like this this really sums up my venom towards chiropractic and 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 he covers it really well and and basically it, it comes down to you know chiropractic was invented it wasn't you know like discovered that that, that this thing worked that, it, that the fact that it happens to you know have some you know be, be pleasurable to, to your back and make you feel better it is nothing compared to the to the bogus argument that it stems through from in the beginning and so i i just i just thought it was great but the one about weddings is even better and my favorite argument from this is how stupid thank you notes are Ian, you had a wedding i had a wedding too you were there that's true but we didn't well, get and you were at both my weddings yeah that's true I, I I don't think I gave you a gift. I honestly don't remember. Oh, I don't know. You gave well, me a gift. Uh, did I? It was your presence. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And and did you write me a thank you note for that? No, we didn't no. do any thank you notes. I'm not you you just you said know. thank you notes are stupid. They are absolutely incredibly stupid. Did now, Ian? Did you did you get a bunch of a bunch of uh, a bunch of gifts that you were expected to write thank you notes for? I don't know if we were expected to or not. We didn't. But you didn't. See that? Uh, okay. So here, here's the thing. My wife, after she she had her wedding shower, uh, my my dad put this thing on. She didn't get, she didn't send out thank you notes right away, and he was very upset that that she didn't do this this archaic bullshit. You're there. You thank them for the gift. Why do you need a thank you note? Yeah. Do you have to think twice? Do you have you to have it in letter. writing? Well, that's basically what thank you notes practically are. Oh, God. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Thank you notes are stupid. So he, I, I really like this guy, the five. I mean, he, he's very good at, at really picking out the, the, you know, he picks out 
like five essential things that are just stupid about different things. And, and the chiropractic one, I really kind of summed up that the nonsense that is chiropractic, even though for certain types of lower back pain, it does help relieve pain. And we've been over that. That's fine. Um, but it's this idea that, that they're looking for these subluxations that only chiropractors can see. And this idea that there's no such thing as disease. It's just that, that you can cure all, all these ailments by manipulating the spine. It's the fact that these chiropractors are anti-vaccine, which he doesn't even go into. He doesn't hit that point. Uh, that would have been one of my five. Um, is the anti-vaccine nonsense that comes out of the chiropractic. So, and, and I, I kind of liked his summary in the end. It's like, listen, I can, there, there are other things that you can do. You know, it's basically, uh, getting a massage. So you can go get a massage or you can go to, um, to, you know, to an actual doctor to get this done. You can go to somebody to get your back fixed that doesn't think that they can also cure your allergies. Yeah. So. And, and, and that's really how I feel about chiropractic. It's just, it's just, it, it, it's based on this piece of nonsense and it's no better than other things that are probably, um, less likely to do harm. You know, go get the massage. So that, um, but on yeah, the other but hand, that's misogynistic. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I, but on the other hand, the chiropractic adjustment is nice because it's very quick and I don't want somebody touching me for that long to give me a massage. I don't want to be touched. So maybe the chiropractic is better. <laughs> I'm conflicted. <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a fun episode to to edit here, isn't it? <laughs> and 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 actually, I'm having a frustration with a uh, today with it with a um, with a vendor, and I'm already on edge, <laughs> and it's probably coming through. So, all right. Uh, so I had another, for this I, episode. Yeah, let's just end it there. I Patty's had another. patty has got a gun. Yeah. So, so anyway, so yeah, so that, so yeah, there you go. So we, 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 we muddled gun legislation. We dissed Pat Robertson and I found this really awesome guy who finds five stupid things about everything and is awesome. Anything else? Okay. Guys? Yeah. Yeah. So that is a successful episode. I will, hopefully, yep. <laughs> but oh, I, you know, I did want to Kimberly's think. going to be bummed that she didn't get to talk. About oh, Pat yeah, boy, she's going to be bummed. You know, we got a lot of good feedback. Um, well, I mean, enough good feedback about the scam stuff that we did last week. So thank you, everybody who wrote on the website and thanks, dumbass, for we, we've had a back and forth, a little bit of a back and forth of how crappy Windows 8 is. And, you know, it, it feels mm-hmm. good to hate on Windows 8 with somebody else. By the way, a piece of a piece of scam I happen to personally encounter today. Oh, good. and this is a scary scary thing for a lot of people if they don't know what it is in advance. I happen to bump into the, your computer has been locked by the Department of Justice. Oh, shit. I guess this, that scam is still out there, too. Yeah. Yep. And you must pay a $300 fine in money packs, which you may purchase at Kmart, in order to get your computer unlocked by the Department of Justice. Wow. Yeah, and yeah, you yes. have to wire them the money through Western Union or something like that. And no, that- you buy money packs. Oh, okay. You buy money packs at that's, Kmart. That's the new thing. Um, yeah, and fortunately, it got through the sandboxed browser, but fortunately, it did not get deep into the computer because of the sandboxed browser. That is that is lucky that that yep. happened. Um, because those things, some of them encrypt your hard drive. You're done. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, you can find the unlock codes. They're not that, that you can find them online if, if there's any real problem. A lot of times that somebody has hacked it already and put out the code. Yep. But we do enjoy feedback. So, you know, we have a Facebook page. We've got the website itself. You can email us all. So 
feel free to you know send us any feedback you have. Yep, absolutely. I don't think we've made it yet because we still haven't had anyone come out and um, tell us how worthless we are or anything. We like. haven't made it. I think we, we have advertise. made it because we get more spam than anything at this oh point. Oh, my God. The, the, you know, well, yeah. I think we need to start uh, publishing these pieces of, of spam and addressing them as as reader comments. Aren't some of those great uh, on there because it's like, hey, I really enjoyed the pieces of your site, yada, yada, yada. And like, uh-huh. in, in their name was the URL to their page selling yeah. their Viagra. By the way, I came up with a new word which is going to be going into wide usage. Well, okay. be careful about I, this because I thought fustry was going to be huge. And it, no, this one's this one's going to be big. It's hypocardria. I have information on it on my blog, but hypocardria is the is the condition you get when you're driving down the street and somebody else's car starts rattling and you start wondering if it's yours, <laughs> or when you can, you know, and this happened, this is when I actually invented the word. I'm driving on Sunday, and I'm on my way out across town, and I start smelling the the unmistakable smell of either burning clutch or burning brakes. And if you ever smell it, you know exactly what it smells like. Yeah. And I'm going blocks and blocks in the car, and I'm still smelling it. And I get up on the highway, and I'm still smelling I'm thinking, I don't feel anything dragging, and the car's you know, I'm applying as much gas as normal. I'm not having to apply extra gas to get up to get up to 50 miles an hour. What's going on here? And I'm thinking, okay, if I'm still smelling it at the next exit, I'm going to pull off. I'm going to go back home. I'm going to check the car out. And then the car ahead of me pulled off the highway, and suddenly it was gone. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'll tell you what, that, 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 that's in no way better than Fustry. Fustry was awesome. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to AmateurSkeptics.com. To send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults, feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website. You can leave a voicemail for the Amateur Skeptics Podcast at 720-295-7785. Music for this podcast was provided by OFM. To find out more about OFM, go to myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons No Derivatives 3.5 license. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. Amateur Skeptics website, Facebook, and podcast album art is provided by and copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture. Larger prints or custom pieces are available upon request. 